0: This pleases me.
1: Oh, yeah. This pleases me. This. Smart home technology. Technology. Alexa, please turn the heating up. I'm very cold. After that, please play. Digger digger. Here is Asian porn detective. Porno ringer. Hot oh, chick amateur. No, 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 no. I do not want this. Alexa, stop. Smart homes. Stupid people. Smart homes. Smart homes. Stupid people. Smart homes. Stupid people. Smart homes.
0: Stupid people. Smart homes.
1: Smart Home Stupid People Das war einer der Marke Feucht
0: Yeah, hi everyone uh, This is <laughs> uh, Madeline Siege from Smart Home Stupid People and Iris Falmouth who will be there in a second I was just laughing about our new intro because it's the first time that I heard it <laughs> and
1: There we go it, Yeah. Um, See, I, I actually decided to not tell her So no. it's um, as much as a surprise it is for you as it is for her
0: Yeah, and we have no light. I'm just realizing that right now. Yeah, I got to
1: do all that. So,
0: (laughs) Why don't you say hello for a second? I will say hello. Yeah, so I'm still, as I said, very amused about our intro, which I find really well done as it kind of really (laughs) summarizes what this is about. It's about smart homes and stupid people. (laughs) And the question of could it be that the more accommodating our environment is, that the more we lose control our ourselves, that we are kind of really uh, become too dependent from our environment and that we're not oh. able to live a very free and self-determined life. Determine. I hope determined life. Thank oh. you. I hope I summarized that well. <laughs> and uh, According to what this show is about, it's really about bridging the question of do we really need all the technical stuff in our lives and is it really making our lives much better oh. or would it? be possible that we really try to kind of downgrade on a technical uh, equipment uh, and level to come back to a more natural way of life where we're also more in touch with our nature. That's that's what we talk about in that um, series. And today, the, the, the title of this episode is Toilet Talk.
1: Yes. <laughs> Why is it Toilet Talk?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. It's you want to answer that? Well, uh, actually... The-
1: I'm sorry, I got to talk over here. The inspiration um t- came to me one second you sent me your thing uh via email
0: uh the messages
1: messages yeah um the inspiration came to me because Madeline uh did her phd dissertation <laughs> on rabbits but not just not just rabbits not just any rabbits she studied rabbits in the inner city and she had to with a, a little measuring tape measure rabbits you know um what's the nice word for that cool rabbit crap <laughs> so she was measuring their crap on her knees for <laughs> hours and days and months yeah. and uh really getting dirty and so actually one of the f- one of the things we wanted to do today was talk about uh her experience with the rabbits and she can give you a good in-depth look into uh the toilet life of rabbits but it's actually very interesting it's not just yep. we're not just talking cack here we're no, talking uh, no,
0: no. this <laughs> is real talk
1: <laughs> this is going to be it's good
0: it's not just crap
1: <laughs> now on, on on another note something that uh, that, that I'm going to do and i think i may start with this actually or uh actually why don't you just give people a little taste yeah. of of what we're about to expect with yep. the rabbits yep. i'm going to set up a couple things everybody this is live and uh Sunday turned out to be just as chaotic as Wednesday. So, uh, <laughs> I think
0: this is just us. Like, there's eh. nothing we can really do about this. Eh. is like a very yeah. intuitive way for us. And I just came back from I Was there on a on a business trip, um, and just you know, kind of jumping in something. But yeah, I like it.
1: I spent the whole day making that song finished and working with the intro and all that. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah, but back to the rabbits and the toilet um, rabbits story what's actually behind that so when I when I went to frankfurt mine this is where I made my where this is where I had my phd my dissertation and there's so many rabbits in the city and also on yeah really in the city I've known if yeah. someone some of you guys uh might have been in in frankfurt you can go really into the the area where they have the huge skyscrapers and in front of the green areas there are rabbits Everywhere it's like a tourist attraction. <laughs> and they're just like so. They seem so out of out of space and out of place. There they they don't belong, but yet they're there. Thousands of them. And I was wondering when I came first to Frankfurt, how. Um...
1: Sorry, Terminator Ma- uh, <laughs> likes the intro, so that's nice to know.
0: Oh yeah, good. <laughs> uh, Yeah. And I was just wondering, first of all, how well, why are there so many rabbits in the city? What are they doing there? And do they really live a better life than the ones in the more rural area? And also, are there... Sorry. Are there differences in, in, in their behaviors like are the city rabbits behaving differently than the ones in the rural area and i know that we talked a little bit about it so far in different episodes but this one will really focus on the way they communicate uh, through latrines and this is basically their toilet system a latrine is nothing else than a place where an animal a group of animals come together and they pee and they um poo on the same on the same spot and they really exchange information through their urine and their feces. Um, yeah, something I described in the last mm-hmm. episodes, but just want to summarize it again. They communicate through chemicals, uh, testosterone, hormones. Also, they can smell if someone is ill in the group, so they try to avoid them. Or when the reproduction time starts, so the, the hormones are changing. And they also use the latrines all together. And it's kind of creating a very specific group odor and spe- specifically the young rabbits, they kind of go really into the shit <laughs> and roll around <laughs> and, and to really get that smell into the fur that they are recognized by the other rabbit members of one of their own. So it's a very complicated system. And um, I was studying the, these latrines in the city and in also in the rural areas. So we really had 17, I think 17 different study areas, and I will show you guys um, in a minute a couple of pictures to to just give you a better idea how yeah. that really looked like. And we mapped the latrines. We went through all of these study sites, really systematically, transect walking, and we mapped each of these latrines. <laughs> we really just took the GPS coordinate. We took the GPS coordinate of the borough system because it's a very... That, that distance to the borough gives you a lot of information from the latrine, actually, mm-hmm. the, the, the the purpose of that latrine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. So, yeah. um, that's that, going to be... That's
0: good. coming soon. That, you,
1: exactly. So, that's, <laughs> that's kind of like a little bit of a summary, what we're about to expect there. What I wanted to talk about, first, before we get into it, is actually, you know, I, we kind of do this every episode. We look at nature, we look at technology, and we kind of look at the bridge... And sometimes just go a little bit around it and find our own little funky uh face to mm-hmm. you know talk about stuff so um here i'm going to switch over i believe is that going to work now i got to select the right uh thing <laughs> that's
0: always the technical stuff
1: no 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 it's good no? it's oh, good, okay, good. I, I think it's good
0: You're you're good
1: yeah, 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 Just uh, give me one sec here.
0: Yeah, I can just like uh, <laughs> bridge that little I know, part. Just,
1: and I have to do everything with my left hand. And brutal.
0: yeah, I'm, to to give you a little more taste on what's coming with the rabbits, it's actually really like a, a social media system for them. And I, I was never really into rabbits. I always wanted to study cats. But once I learned more about them Very and observed yeah? them... Well, not really. No? No, they have a totally different uh, social structure, kind of, but also, and they're not digging burrows, obviously. (laughs) I haven't seen a cat doing that yet. Uh, But they're very interesting rabbits uh, in animals, and they're... A lot like like uh, us, they're very uh, social. Mm-hmm. they have hierarchies just as we have in in our working area in our you know like at university, you have the hierarchy within a working group. Yeah. that's how the rabbits do it as well. They communicate uh, very 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 complex kind of like social media style <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of things the the rabbits do that we yeah. also also do.
1: So unfortunately it looks like this thing froze. All right. Yeah, exactly. All right is what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to fix this, but okay. uh, maybe you start with your thing first. Yeah. And we'll see if I can get this going.
0: Okay. There's something going on.
1: I know. The gremlins yeah, today.
0: The gremlins. We have one here sitting on our sofa. Okay. <laughs> well, I can still kind of already give you, like, I'll just take you imaginary to Frankfurt and then kind of draw the picture for you. So imagine you are in in Frankfurt in the inner city it's loud there are cars people everywhere streets huge buildings and then there is that little furry rabbits these little rabbits are living right between and among all this craziness and you would ask yourself how how do how did they get there um what what happened to them and that's that was my main question during my phd first of all why are there so many of them in the city? What's what do they have there that they don't have in the rural areas? Because I was talking to hunters and they told me um, in the rural areas where they were in the past, a lot of rabbits. Nowadays there are only like a few left, and they can't even go out hunting them anymore because they're just so few. Whereas in the city, the the Frankfurt actually really hired a um, uh, a city. Hunter, you yeah. said, call it. <laughs> just, yeah, that yeah. operates within that yeah. Sort of limit. Yeah, just with the purpose of hunting the rabbits in the city to diminish the number. There was just like way too many of them. I found that very interesting because it's a very paradox um, situation. Mm-hmm. So fewer in their natural habitats, but so many of them in a very unnatural habitat. And I just wanted to find out why is it like that, and also how are they different and. So the latrines was a huge one of the uh, a part of my PhD, but a, a PhD project, but a very huge part of it. As I said, we really went out into the rural areas and the city, in the parks, and we mapped each and every latrine. Mm-hmm. We counted how many uh, pallets, how many co- uh, yeah. Um, Fecal pallets in the latrine. So, kind of estimated. I didn't count all of them. <laughs> yeah. But just an estimation. Also, we measured the distance from the latrine to the next uh, borough system and also to the next vegetation. We kind of measured the diameter of it. And at the end, we kind of I think we had over 3000 latrines mapped, so a lot of shitty work, (laughs) (laughs) which I didn't do all by myself. So I have to give credits to my students uh, who helped me with that. We also had to have it done in the same time period Mm -hmm. between the different study areas so that we could compare it. Um, in the city and also in the rural areas. And then we really analyzed these huge, um, yeah, data sets. I would say it was a huge data set. It was mm-hmm. like a network of latrines. And we really measured the distance of all the latrines to each other, to the next BORO system, And then we compared between, um, between the different ones.
1: Yeah. So there we go. I got your slide up. I got a Thank connection. You. The uh, HDMI signal right now is a bit fucked. So yeah. I don't want to reset it. Instead, <laughs> we are just going to do with this.
0: Yeah, I'm just gu- guiding you along. So this is actually one of my presentations that I gave on a, a German um, scientific talk. So it's in German, but don't worry, I'll, I'll describe that for you and translate it as well. I've just had here a couple of uh, pictures of uh, newspapers that was they were all dealing with that rabbit topic. It was a big, big topic when I started my PhD in Frankfurt. You know, all the people, it was a very um, a big conflict between the city and the people in living in Frankfurt because, you know, some like the rabbits. They're, you know, really cute, <laughs> cute little fellas. And if you have them in the city, many people like them and they don't want them to be hunted. And then you have the city and the uh, people from the, um, was that uh, gardening? Grünflächenamt, I don't know. Yeah, so just yeah, the maintenance, like the right? pe- Exactly, the people yeah. who
1: are in charge of maintaining uh, what... The city looks like as far as, you know, shrubbery and greenery, city designers pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they, of course, also wanted to have the rabbits gone because they were eating um, the, the bark of the trees. They were doing a lot of damage also with their bore systems and also the latrines, you know, they were all over the place. Yeah. Doesn't look really pretty, and uh, Frankfurt is a very touristic, uh, rich city. So I don't think
1: Fra- Frankfurt's actually a very pretty city to begin with. No, it's so not not
0: pretty. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: it's the business city. It's known as like it's the only city you'll see in Germany that has something kind of like skyscrapers. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's kind
0: of also called Manhattan. So because there's the river I've never mine, heard that. <laughs> the river mine is going through it, and it has a little bit from Manhattan, but not right. not at all. Anyways, there are a lot of rabbits, and so it was a it was a topic that was really, um, really important for the public. That's why I started with that. I wanted to contribute to that topic, wanted to find out what's about these rabbits. And actually, can I do something that this conflict will go down a little so that the Mm -hmm. rabbits can stay in Frankfurt without getting, you know, hunted all the time? That's um, how the whole thing started. And uh, I really like that uh, comic. It's from uh, Seppo Lein- Leinonen. Uh, I don't hey, know. I'll what, take us out yeah. a over
1: a second so you guys can see. There you go.
0: <laughs> he did a great, great job with that. Um, to, so, we yeah. are
1: going to be a podcast oh, yeah. as well. So, you we have to describe things I'll, a little bit course, from now on, I'll I know. Do
0: eh? I'll do that. I'm used to that on my <laughs> podcast. So, what you see here is basically like a really cute comic he did. There's the, I would say he's a, the major, Mayo? No, is that the Burgermeister? Uh,
1: a, a mayor. A mayor. Yes. <laughs>
0: There's the you know very big mayor pointing <laughs> onto the. Is little, that what
1: the mayor of Frankfurt looks like? No, uh, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> it kind of looks like Merkel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pointing to the little rabbit there, you know, he's there's a big rabbit mama and with the little babies behind her in the um, in the burrow, and in the, in the background you can see like an industrial area of a city, and mm. the mayor is just saying, you know, you overpopulate the land and you destroy <clears throat> everything, and the rabbit's like, sure as you know yeah (laughs) of course i do this is my job this is what i'm doing for what
1: you've been doing for a long time yeah this is what
0: i'm doing for all my my whole life so it's a pretty cool um way to see it and it's really reality it was reality in frankfurt like that and i really wanted to be between this rabbit and the the mayor to really find out why is it what we can do so that they're not so clashing Mm -hmm. together and what we did was uh, I have a map here of all the different study sites that we picked for my research and the maybe just to guide you through the the one we can see it right now but also from the, pod, um, the podcast the point of view the frankfurt is um, there is the river mine. this is the brownish <laughs> kind of thing going through in the middle And then you have really the city center, the red dots in the city center where used to be the uh, former rampant grounds, where there was the the old city of Frankfurt. And there you have green areas in kind of like a circle shape. And there you have still rabbit populations uh, separated through huge streets. And the orange circles are more for like a suburban study site. So there were more larger park areas in a little bit away from the city center. And the green circles are the rural areas which are really more on the outskirts of of Frankfurt um, agricultural used areas. And so these different study sites we took in order to quantify the rabbits. I was counting the rabbits: how many are there? How how high is the density of them? How many burrow systems are there? We also measured the numbers of rabbits in the burrow system using um, the the hunter. I'll show you that in a minute. And um, also, we were comparing the behavior of the rabbits. We were watching them, um, beha- observing them. When did they came out of their burrow system? What mm-hmm. did they do when they were out of the burrow? Yeah, that
1: was my, my favorite part: is the flight initiation distance. Yeah, that was yeah. also
0: cool. We we measured the flight initiation distance, which is a very uh, easy way to really have a measure of how fearful an animal can or is in a city. And it basically means that we were approaching a rabbit um from a in a walking speed and we measured the distance between us and the rabbit before they start fleeing it is a very um very yeah you said like I'll just it,
1: try to get uh, up as close as possible yeah really. but also yeah. in
0: a in um not just a random way it was really done controlled. in control yeah. way so yeah. we really knew the distances and all that and it was really cool because we found differences which i will tell you in a minute um yeah so and i also I, I, that was a big thing for me to figure out um, because so far no one really did that to combine the status of a wild animal with the degree of urbanity. So I just don't want to combine uh, or compare urban versus, versus rural because mm-hmm. there are differences in these different areas here. Just because it's a very center study area within the city, it could be less urban than another area just besides it. And I really wanted to have like a quantification of that. That's why I came up with the degree of urbanity. So I thought about what what makes a city a city, right? So it's the numbers of people living there. So we measured the the density of um inhabitants around our study areas. Mm -hmm. I got all this data from the city itself. Mm -hmm. We also quantified the percentage of sealed surface. So how much of the area in this in the study sites were sealed through like um,
1: concrete, concrete whatever, and yeah. all
0: that and and then we combined also with something cool we did we measured actually disturbance per minute per hectare for the rabbits <laughs> so we had transects in the study areas and we 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 stood there and just counting for you know a, um, a couple minutes how many people were crossing that transect and then we could mm. kind of figure out how often are the rabbits really disturbed by people walking through their little park areas and these datas combined, I d- calculated so-called degree of urbanity, which was really cool because with that number, I could correlate all the other data. Mm-hmm. I could really see if there's like a correlation. Like, for example, the more urban the study areas uh, became, yeah. also would, would like the borough density increase or something like that. So that was pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. And... Um,
1: Smart cookie.
0: Smart cookie, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so now we're in the city center. Yeah, yeah,
0: this is just a little close up from yeah, what I Frankfurt doesn't look see. any
1: much better from no, the air. As no, it does no, up no, close. it's not,
0: not getting better. <laughs> <laughs> the mine is still. We're running gonna get roundish.
1: sued by the city of Frankfurt. I look forward to that.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I think these, these pictures are all good. No, no, I'm talking about I'm because talking of our opinions. Oh, you know, they're going to come to
1: us and say like, how come you don't make us sound good? Well, I, I wrote a whole how book do you, about- How you do with German accent? How come you don't make us sound good? You know, I wrote We are a very whole, peaceful yeah. here. We have done nothing wrong.
0: <laughs> it's just our personal opinion, right? And I wrote a whole book about yeah, how, how horrible I've
1: actually <laughs> I, I actually- <laughs> I Sorry, I cut you off for a sec. I was out front of a convention center- and was at a convention building, like right near the main convention center, um, by the, the 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 main train station. And some guy just walks by, and I'm standing there at the like at a at a, at a parking garage waiting for one of my colleagues to come up with the truck. The guy walks by, and uh, it was funny because uh, one of my colleagues was beside me, but he's a couple of meters away, also walking towards me. And this this stranger just kind of walks past me. And I say, "Hey, how's it going? Nice day." He looks at me. He's like, "Do we know each other?" And I say, well, no. And he's like, he just keeps walking and mumbles to himself, who the hell just randomly talks to people? What the fuck? <laughs> and then my, 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 my colleague comes up to me and he says, welcome to Frankfurt. Yeah, These are how the Hessen people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just yeah. just to give you guys a flavor of, uh, I can give you lots of examples of why Frankfurt is not, for me, a yeah. nice city to live in in Germany. But I also I digress. Yeah, it also tells you something
0: about the city if they really rigorously uh, go against that small little rabbit, right? I mean, Mm. there's nothing to fear from that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the people there, they don't give a fuck. No, it's just... uh, Anyways, I don't want to, you know, I want to focus more on the scientific (laughs) part. Um, I've just switched some of the the slides which are not so important. Again, they're in German, but just like... Parts of my presentations I used to give when I'm somewhere in the university or anywhere, and just that you can just see the methods how we actually counted the rabbits. Yeah. Um, just to give you a quick, um, quick idea, we basically very easy just took a light torch and then went out in dawn and dusk and. Well, first went-
1: off, they're not they're nocturnal creatures.
0: Yeah, so they're nocturnal. They come out when it's, you know, getting dark and also go back into the borough system in the morning. So that's how we kind of waited for them to come close to the borough system. We walked transects and then we just used the torch and they have reflective uh, eyes, reflecting Mm -hmm. eyes. So it's pretty easy to count them. That was one way, but also we just observed them at the borough system. We could count how many went in, how many came out. It was a really good estimate. And also uh, we were using um, the the hunter, With their uh, with their ferrets, they're actually hunting rabbits using a ferret. Um, I yeah. Mm -hmm. Should I explain that further, or I think it just leaves. Uh, No, I
1: think it's a nice little thing to talk about the way that they got the the rabbits out of the burrows. They. they threw ferrets into – they covered as many holes as they could find and threw ferrets into the remaining holes to try and chase them out. <laughs> that was a cool idea. The hunter hunts with ferrets. He yeah. uses it as a, as a form of a tool while hunting.
0: Yeah, it's also known as a very natural way to hunt because the ferret is a natural predator to the rabbit and mm-hmm. they just use it, you know, using cages and put them in front of the – opening. But that also helped us to really figure out um, a borough system. We mapped burrow systems as well. For example, we counted the number of borough entrances and the rabbits, um, the ferrets helped us to figure out how many of these entrances really belong to one borough system. Yeah. That, that was really cool. And also when the ferrets flushed out the rabbits, we could count them and we could also estimate the sex ratio between them. Mm-hmm. That was another cool thing of data collection. That just with you know the things with what goes going on, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, also the next thing um, that was one of this here you can see on the right side actually one of these latrines. So now we're
1: getting into toilet talk. Uh, now we're
0: going and into the toilet talk. And on the left I have two rabbits at their burrow system. So rabbits dig burrows up to three meters deep, huge things. Mm. Also something that we compared between the urban and the rural rabbits um, the way they construct their burrow systems. And maybe to also give you a broader idea, how how would I came up with the idea to map three thousand latrines? What what you know? What kind of information with I was rulers. hoping hoping <laughs> to get from it, and why would I do so much work? The first thing that we figured out with with these data, now we come already a little bit into the uh, results, was yes, there was a huge increase on, on of rabbits from the rural to the urban area, so there was something going on here, and also we found that the borough system in the city. Um, were actually uh, smaller than the ones um, in the rural areas, and I'll show the results also in a minute. And then I was thinking, okay, well, first of all, okay, there must be there is obviously a difference in the way they construct their borough systems. So that now also, which, what does that mean when they have smaller borrow systems? Do they also live in a in fewer with fewer groups together? Um, and that was the case. And I'll just yeah bring you back here. I'll already show you. um not look at
1: you in the lab there.
0: Yeah, we'll come there to a second. <laughs> That's actually another part. <laughs> um, here you can really see one of these results where we had the um, the numbers of rabbits per hectare, so the density and the degree of urbanity. And you can see with from the rural area, so uh, from left to right, the rabbit density was increasing. So the more urban it became, the more rabbits we had. And also the numbers of rabbit boroughs per, uh, per hectare was mm. also increasing from the rural area to the urban area. And... Also here, uh, you could see, I have just, the, you know, I don't want to bore, bore you with these <laughs> data, but just to show you and give you a dimension, how did we actually see that the boroughs are different uh, in the rural area and the urban area? We measured, for example, the number of entrances or we counted the number of entrances and also measured the distances between the entrances. And here, I, I just gave you the numbers, like for, in the rural area, we had borough systems with up to... Th- over 30 numbers of entrances, like huge yeah, areas huge, full right? with uh, borrow entrances. You know, the whole soil was just like... <laughs> I mean, it's crazy when like you a- think about
1: it because, as you mentioned last time, it's not just digging a hole. They, yeah. they, they have chambers everywhere yeah. for different purposes, and they also have uh, air circulation they have to take into account. So they yeah. have to actually you know some of the holes are not necessarily for entrance it's more for uh, allowing fresh air in and out yeah. and and it's and and to get into every chamber and uh, also when a predator comes in that they that they know how to protect certain chambers better than others so there's a strategic element involved when it comes to uh, you know fleeing and so on and so forth it's it's quite it's quite amazing yeah it is yeah.
0: um and also do I just bring me back to the results. The suburban areas, so the the uh, orange circles I showed you in the beginning, where it's more like park areas. That we had actually seventeen, and uh, on average seventeen, um, borough entrances. And now in the urban, there were only seven left. So you can really see that there was like a con- continuous uh, um, decrease in the number of borough entrances, which mm-hmm. means, yeah fewer holes and also the distances between the entrances became much smaller so we had seven meters um, and on average seven meters in the rural area and only three meters in urban area so obviously they kind of downsized <laughs> their um and that's all uh, their their homes that's also something how the media came up with that I was really lucky with my research because the public um, was interested in in the, in the results of it so I once but they also
1: try to manipulate your data quite a bit, I find. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's
0: true as well. Um, but th- that's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I kind of published my data and then all of a sudden BBC called me it's like, said, yeah, we heard about your publication. We found out really cool. You want to give us an interview? And so they came up with that article about down rabbits downsize their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the original publication was really like, you know, we have rabbits um, in a city who have like small homes like small apartments whereas the ones living in the rural areas have like huge mansions big homes, mentions, big homes. All that, yeah <laughs> um yeah and that that was really how it was and i asked myself why 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 could that be why is the wh- what is the reason behind that mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to say because yeah maybe because the rabbits have just fewer fewer um areas left maybe it's because of the streets you know they yeah. can't build their burrow systems that large and it could also be Uh, from a more uh, social aspect, the the stuff Mm -hmm. we talked about last time with, you know, the pros and cons living in a group. Rabbits usually live in a group, but only if that's the, the benefits are higher than the, um, the, the negatives on that. And in a city, uh, obviously they might benefit from not living in a huge social groups because they don't need to protect, um, themselves so much from predators. We also have, uh, Foxes in the city are also yeah. birds of prey, but they are also adapted to the life in the city. Foxes, they you know, they go more to the garbage uh, yeah, bins yeah. and and eat from there rather than trying to catch one of these fluffy things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Why well, go after a rabbit when they have like Dunica kebab yeah, wrappers? They can go after at to, every station
0: to get such a you know such a fast uh, little creature, and and so they 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 are not so exposed to predation, the the, um, the urban rabbits. And that mm-hmm. could be a reason why they started not having these huge groups. And that's why they maybe downsized also their borough systems. Uh, huge borough systems are way safer. You know, you have more entrances yeah. you can flee into. But it's also a lot of work creating these borough systems. And why would you do that if you don't need it? Yeah, That, that would, could be one explanation. And something also that we found out was really cool that the 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 smaller the rabbit uh, rabbit boroughs became also the groups became smaller so we had fewer rabbits living in um, in the groups in the city center and there was also one of the uh, one of the newspapers i just had on, on the picture Saying that you know the rabbits in the city live as singles, <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> They're actually kind that's of, the way
1: that the media took it yeah, and ran with it. Yeah, it,
0: they took it wrong. We had on average uh, smaller groups in the city, like for example, like five to six, or even less, three animals in the bar system. Whereas in the rural areas, sometimes up to
1: twenty. Um, right? Well, there, there's something also to be said is that the word mm. when someone. Classifies themselves as single in German. German Germans are, let's just say, they're a promiscuous bunch, and uh, <laughs> it, it, and and it means that they're more likely to go out and date and uh, yeah. you know have sexual relations with other people when people classify themselves as single. And so when the the newspaper says that the rabbits live happily as singles, it means that they're also you know
0: <laughs> having a lot of fun, having
1: having okay. more fun exactly. Yeah.
0: Which that is also not so untrue because Mm -hmm. what we found was like the males are usually living uh, alone in the board system and Mm -hmm. then they go go out and visit the females. So, and one of the males has different females usually. That's how it goes. But anyways, they still are very social uh, although they have smaller groups. And that's how when I started to think about the whole toilet topic. (laughs) Now we're really getting into that. Now when we talk about
1: the way that they communicate with one another, exactly. Yeah,
0: because yeah, obviously... Living in a very large group in a rural area makes it more important to, to discuss things in the group, you know, to really mm-hmm. have the social system within the borough system um, stable. And that's how that, they, they do it through their latrines. They put the latrines very close to the borough system so that everyone can reach, everyone can participate in putting down the pee and the poo and to really exchange information within the group. It's also like, for them to visit these latrines as a as a soothing experience. <laughs> because for them, they know, okay, everyone is still there. We're all safe. We're all mm-hmm. in the group. I am part of it.
1: They can see if everyone's healthy. Yeah. They, they can even see what women are fertile. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Or and what
1: uh, rabbit females are fertile.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of really living <laughs> in a community and, and reading newspaper, you would mm-hmm. say that. And also these latrines are not just placed anywhere. They are in strategic places where they can be found easily by the members of the rabbits. But also, where it's kind of safe, you know, you don't want to get eaten while you're on the toilet.
1: (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So they're close to the burrow, but they're not right by the entrance, and so on and so yeah, forth.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also close to uh, vegetation where they mm. can flee into the vegetation. So it's
1: also. also important to notice. I, I've I've heard her talk about this a lot, so I'm going to jump in <laughs> and, and and try and get the the fun facts out of her as well. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's also important to notice that rabbits have two types of defecation. Yeah. One is the the type that they put out at the latrine, which is full of uh you know real excrement and uh, pheromones and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, and the they, they they do defecate inside their burrows as well, but the defecation that they do inside their burrows is a type of defecation that they can still eat. They're kind of like—is uh, is it like they're not like cows in the sense that they regurgitate and chew their cud, but they—they uh, they do eat their crap.
0: It's, it's but it's the same reason, right? It's also yeah, like exactly. uh, because they're—they uh, are herbivores. They only eat plants, and it's hard to get nutrients out of the plants. You have to have specific bacteria in order to break all that stuff down to get the nutrients out of it mm-hmm. and so they have uh it's called secret psychotrophy i think also in, in english mm-hmm. where they they first eat something and then the first kind of poo that comes out of it <laughs> they they go back it goes back into because that's so called the uh, um there's still nutrients in there yeah what is this um appendix yeah it's appendix um no.
1: Oh, it's just the, the lower intestines and so on Yeah, and so, forth. so
0: part of them they have bacteria in the lower intestines mm-hmm. where they break down that stuff. There's a lot of vitamin. The well, is
1: the upper intestines, the lower intestines is the dickdom, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so on so and so forth. A-
0: appendix isn't it? Appendix? appendix.
1: Appendix is the little guy beside uh, the yeah. stomach.
0: Well with rabbits, it's huge actually, because yeah. they have their bacteria in it, it's kind of really um breaking down all the all the plant material <laughs> and then with that feces coming from that area they actually oh. digest it to get really the nutrients out of it and what comes from there they use for their communication system so nothing goes to waste with them obviously there you go something that you can also take from the rabbits uh, they really t- you know use everything they have yeah and with the other feces which are more hard so the, the 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 stuff they eat again is more soft and the, 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 the thesis they use for the communication is really hard palettes. You can just right. Maybe maybe seen, you know, maybe you've seen that already. And so I was wondering, um, is there actually maybe less communication in the group with a uh, urban rabbits because they have smaller groups. There's also another way how rabbits communicate. They put the latrines really far from the borough system on the border of the territory Also something I mentioned in the um, former episodes. It's like having a beautiful house and you put down around your property a white picket fence. That's how they do it. It's, it's just <laughs> basically the same. It's usually the, the highest male, the higher ranking males who go there to put let their shit down because they have a lot of testosterone in it. And whenever another male comes in order to overtake, for example, the territory, they first smell.
1: See how much testosterone is going on there. See how much testosterone
0: is going on if they're actually able to keep up with that. You know, if they have the strength. (laughs) If not, they, they, they won't even try because it's way too dangerous. They would, you know, maybe get injured or something. It's not worth it and that's also a really cool way i think to how these little you know how these little yeah. mammals are communicating with each other and so that's how i came up with the idea really going through all the shit of them to look at at the differences in a communication system because in the city they are living in smaller groups but also they are living in a, in um, very close proximity the density mm-hmm. is much mm-hmm. higher you know they have a lot of food there they have a lot of thick bushes where they can actually build their borrow systems it's like Real estate is, is getting, you know, it's it's getting like a struggle. So that's why I thought maybe the urban rabbits actually really have more latrines on the territory border to really make sure that no one's taking over the property and they have less latrines close to the borough system because they have smaller groups. And that's why I found like there was no such a research before right. really looking at the behavior and the communication behavior of a mammal in the city and also in the rural area. That's yeah. how I came up with that idea. To really put so much work on it, and yeah. it was it was fun. And also, being so close to animals uh, in the city and just observing their natural behavior, yeah. Yeah. that I really liked that. Although it was a lot of work, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, what came out of it um, that that was um, I, I try to show that here. A lot of lot of dots <laughs> in the diagram. Basically, what we found was um, for those of you who see it right now, I'm gonna just explain it a little bit we have on the um x uh, axis the degree of now no, that's the distance actually axis, yeah. yeah axis the distance from the bore system and the dots are all the different uh latrines mm-hmm. and on the right the light latrine dimension so um how no sorry not the, sorry i have to start again I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they are not the latrines these are all the different uh sets we kind of yeah so there are actually the latrines mm-hmm. so the the, the dimensions of the latrines, how, how big they are. That was a measurement for us how often the latrine was used. The more the rabbits shit on it, the more pallets you have in that area and mm-hmm. the, the bigger the pile became. And so that was one indicator for us how often the latrines are actually used. So we we compared them between the latrines that are really close to the bore system, which would be like close to zero here, mm-hmm. and the further you come up to one, that is a hundred percent, that would be the maximum distance right from the bore system. Mm-hmm. And um, we found on the left side, these are actually the data from the uh, the rural areas. That you see the latrines close to the bore system were um, bigger, so there were more pallets put on the piles close to the borough system. Mm-hmm. And the further the latrines were from the borough system, more in the territorial border, the smaller they became. There already was one hint that in the rural areas, the latrines uh, at the borough systems were more important. They used them mm-hmm. more often. And we also found that there were more latrines actually close to the borough system and only a so, few- uh,
1: there was- Less territorial yes. dispute between the rural yeah. boroughs yeah. as there were in the city because the cities were clearly, they were smaller, but they were also right next to one another.
0: Yeah, that's Kinda actually like, what you see on you the know. right side. There's actually the complete opposite. Here we yeah, found really. that um, the latrines became bigger the further away they were from the borough system and also more. We had also more latrines Um the, on the territory border. Huh. And that's how I thought, like, wow, cool, my hypothesis was actually true. There is a difference in the communication system between the rural and the urban rabbits, and it really has something to do with um, the borough systems, the way they live together, the social uh social What does it mean size. when they're
1: uh, um, see-through and when they're darker?
0: Oh, that was just... I just took that out of my publication, and since we can't use colors, I just wanted to pick This is actually... Um, rural is... See through. Mm-hmm. And then we had the suburban, which are not depicted here, are grayish. Ah. And then you have the urban, which are really dark. So I, I always use that uh, color code to really show the data. Mm-hmm. You, you're not allowed to, or you have to pay extra if you want to <laughs> use colors, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which yeah. I had not the money for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Publication is not cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. And so, yeah, that was really what came out of it. And also was cool because we also could publish that on a more uh, public level in a news magazine, a focus, online focus is a very Popular German platform where it says that the um, urban rabbits, they distance themselves more from their neighbors. They're really, yeah, are more um, yeah, putting gone. up their fences, right? Yeah, right. And it's funny because I think that's why it, what people are interested in is a lot. There's a lot of um, similarity between humans living in cities and rabbits living in cities. Just think about it. You know, we live very close and dense in the city. We have small apartments in the city <laughs> maybe also living more as the singles in cities mm-hmm. also maybe a distance ourselves more from the neighbors it could be coincidence but I, I found that really cool um that that there's a difference yeah, yeah we have a question let's right? read the question yeah. So, what is that? Not sure if there have been studies about this, or if you have studied this. Do rabbits do anything with other dead rabbits? Do they put those bodies to use to discard them?
1: So, yeah. So, what happens to rabbits when they die? That's a good question. Ah. Like, um, what? How? How do they get rid of their dead? Actually,
0: that's a very interesting question, and I have to think about this a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on how they died. Um, we had one of one of my studies was also to really estimate the. The predation Mm -hmm. on the rabbits. You know, is it really true that in the city they have less uh, predator attacks? And that was true. We could observe only a few, few cases where there was maybe a dog. We caught a little one, a little rabbit. Right. And they, basically, they've they've been eaten completely. And we, we found one rabbit that was run over the cable car from the streets. Mm. Um, but just a few, few incidences. And then at the end of my PhD, we had a, a lot of uh, illnesses going through the whole popu- well, uh, and then, population. And then there were the
1: Polish people who were coming in and eating them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's also another story worth <laughs> telling about. It. And. Um, so when they are ill, when they had an illness, basically they they are they I would say eighty percent, maybe eighty to ninety percent of the whole population dies, and then you can find them That's lying crazy. around, right? Yeah. If they're not able to go into the bar to die there or go into a bush just like a cat if they can feel something but that's coming. the question
1: is like do they uh do they die in the burrow system or do they, did, like I, I would presume that if they know they're sick they won't go there yes um yeah and if they go there and they're sick they'll probably get kicked out yeah um and so the next question is uh, i guess when that happens i can imagine that uh, um, a rabbit would die in the burrow system if for example he was nipped by a fox or yeah. a coyote or, or something that was interested in it. And so he was badly injured and then he bled out and died in the burrow. Yeah. And then obviously it's not very interesting for the other um, yeah. animals living in the same system to have him rotting in there. Yeah. So I wonder how they would take care of that.
0: That's a good question. I don't remember coming across the studies like that, but mm-hmm. I also, um, from what I observed, uh, this is a very. Um, yeah, they're very social, and I could assume that might be the same as their studies on on ants, on an ant colony. When an ant uh, knows it's sick and has a, a parasite, it's actually on purpose distancing Im- themselves yep. from the the hive. And I think that's the same with with rabbits when they know they are sick and there are a lot of um, parasites that can have, which are really really contagious. That they try to distance themselves from the. From the group. Okay. So, but I I can't really um I don't know. Well Felmouth any- will have to find out, uh,
1: <laughs> we'll have to bear witness to a rabbit funeral first. Yes. And then we'll get back to you on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it
1: is a cool idea.
0: It's true, yeah.
1: I, you know, I find that a lot of the parallels within the rabbit world is is directly to, yep. you know, drawn to people. Like you see that because they even live so close and, and they interact with us, uh, you know, with the way that they live, the way that they socialize. Um it brings a whole nother meaning too, you know, with people, you know, I don't live shit on my doorstep. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's one of these things that as people move into the city, yeah, you have to interact more with yeah. your, with people. As you go up and down the stairwell in your apartment building, you're going to bump into more people. You're yeah. going to have less privacy. You're going to have to um, get comfortable with having people around you at all time, meaning mm-hmm. that like, you know, if, if I'm living out in, in, in the countryside and all of a sudden like someone just randomly walks by me, it's weird. You think, well, what are you doing here? This is like- Yeah, yeah, a, there's you're a way too th- close. Yeah, you're way too close. <laughs> like, the, you know, take yeah. a few steps back. Yeah. Um, and, and yet in the city, you know, you just kind of get used to people bumping up against you and that's the end of it. Right. And, and same thing with the rabbits flight, flight initiation distance, it's no longer even just the predator and the prey. Uh, it's, they, they, they really get comfortable. Um, and I've even heard stories that like when they get hunted, they don't even bother to fight it anymore. They just, (laughs) they're just like, Oh, it's my turn. All right. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it's really, um, that's how we actually also came up with it, uh, with these uh, with the idea of smart home stupid people. Could it be that the more accommodating our environment is, the more mm-hmm. stupid kind of we become? Because it's basically like that with the rabbits as well. They have, uh, and then i just go into the, oh, that's uh, more data which are maybe <laughs> not so... Uh, we can maybe talk about this another time. Mm-hmm. But here you can see actually also a picture of comparison between one of the rural areas oh, and one wow. of the urban areas. And the white triangles are the boroughs, right? And you can see on the left side, first of all, the, the area... It's the
1: same scale, 50 meters per yeah, every centimeter. Yeah, it's the same scale.
0: Oh. And it's a, it's a very open a rural landscape where you have just a few bushes. And this is even... this is even like a, one of the good ones, right? Mm. It's, it could be way worse where you have no bush at all. And you can see that the borough systems are only located within the bushes. So they have to have a certain kind of um, uh, s- safeness and um, that? Uh, protection yeah. from no vegetation yeah. to to build the their borough systems. That's why the boroughs are only located in the bush. And I don't know how many, like two, six, uh, eight, maybe 10, 11-ish yeah. uh, boroughs on the, that side. Well, and then if you... Go, just um, I'm finished, mm-hmm. just finishing that. Go over the right side. This is really in the city center of Frankfurt Main. You can see that's really where all the skyscrapers are. And there were so many more borrow systems. You can see like, I don't know, maybe 50 or so. Yeah. <laughs> and this was also the solution or the, the main main result of my research. Why so many rabbits in the city? Because on the rural area, they don't find anymore what they need in order to have a happy life. They need thick vegetation to build their borough systems, which you don't find anymore uh, in very open agricultural used areas, there's nothing left for them also food-wise. They they love wild herbs and in, in these areas maybe you have uh, corn or uh, cereals. Yeah. They don't heavily pesticides. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing that they they could digest really well, especially during the winter time. They don't find enough food anymore, and also high of predation. And just imagine you would be a rabbit. Well, how would you decide? You know, you just go mm-hmm. somewhere where you don't find food and where there's no place for you to build your house, or would you go somewhere where maybe there are already a lot of more of you, but you would still be able to find a yeah, good place to live, right? Yeah,
1: less, yep, less danger, more resources. Yeah, I mean, more so food.
0: Clearly, you would... Better temperatures. Yeah, you would uh, You would then say, okay, I'm going into the city and that's yeah. exactly how it happened to the rabbits. And now I started that in 2010, my PhD. I started then and I finished in 2017, but I'm still... 16. 16? 16, yeah, my yeah. dissertation was 15, 17 now, I think. I don't know. And within these 6 years or 7 years a lot of things changed there uh, um now if i'm going to frankfurt i barely see any rabbits in the city anymore so they are almost all gone yeah wondering how, what happened to them right but this is maybe exactly what we're talking about um could it be that the more accommodating our environment becomes the more dangerous actually for us because we really rely on that comfort with the rabbits Maybe they got so comfortable with having no predators, having a lot of food (laughs) that when things changed, maybe the foxes started hunting them again or the the birds of prey and they were not adapted to it. They had small bore systems, only a couple entrances that are not able to really flee from them. But the more likely thing is that... um, when a uh, illness go through, and they live so close together, right? That all of them are gone once, and also the question of uh, inbreeding. But yeah, this there is so much more to talk about all of this, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a very cool example of seeing how environment can really influence our behavior, the way we build our houses, the way we behave socially. Um, yeah, yep. I think there's yep. a lot to take from this.
1: Uh, absolutely. It dovetails actually really nicely into what I wanted to go into and the things I wanted to show you guys as well um, from my uh, field and from my world. Um, and before I go into that, I also wanted to say that it's important to know, like she mentioned, the uh, I, I, first couple of times I was in Frankfurt, I couldn't believe. Actually, it was one of the first things I noticed. Rabbits everywhere. What, the, what are they doing <laughs> here? Every time I went to the convention center, the fields beside it, and the there are two things to really look at. It's like, yeah, Germany traditionally up until recent history um, had a lot of greenery and shrub- shrubbery built into the city, like within the city limits, and there were lots of parks and wild parks and so on and so forth. And that that was something that I think was really attractive for, a, mm-hmm. for, for little guys like rabbits. Now, um, looking at that picture that she had just showed us as well a second ago, it's also very important to know the nature of agriculture and this is something that i think uh, is 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 a huge topic that is not talked about enough it's it's barely spoken about when you like just for any of you guys out there go 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 to go to any type of maps that you like uh digital one online zoom in randomly anywhere in europe and you're going to hit a farm most likely And uh, even try to zoom in on what you think might be a forest. It's going to be, it's most likely going to be a farm as well. And um, it's crazy to think that we have converted... All of the land here into farming land, Mm. you know, Um, and these farming lands, they they, people like to focus on cities and uh, emissions of uh, of vehicles and diesel and all these kind of stupid things when you just need to leave the city. And I think that what's happening outside of the city is far, far more catastrophic because there you can see it's all sterile. There's, there's nothing left, you know, in Germany, all the way, France, England, why England? I don't know too much, but I know for a fact, you know, when you go to France and Germany, um, and even over to Poland and Czechoslovakia and, and even uh, Austria, you know, the only places that you don't see farmlands are on the tips of the mountains. So places Mm -hmm. like Austria tend to have more wilderness because they can't farm there and they can't get to the resources as well. Um, and that also says that like, when you look at the picture again here, the rabbits are living on the little tiny strips yep. of land between the farmland essentially the picket fence or the disputed territories between farms yeah right and 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 for them to go from one borough system to another means they have to cross a field right yeah. and 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 there are only a couple times a year that you can actually cross them when they're safe and that's when the 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 plants are higher and that's necessarily also when the pesticides are also really high yeah. as well and um and so you get all these problems with them and we see uh, with frankfurt you know as i mentioned there were a lot of rabbits there and they're not there anymore and so the question is, what happened to them? One of the, I, the theories is that they all got uh, infected with what's called as the China virus. Um, the China virus was something that I believe was originally created. Uh, what was it for? Uh, China was hired to create a virus to kill... Um, Frogs or something? It no, jumped? it was
0: specifically actually designed for for um, rabbits in a laboratory. In, in
1: uh, For Australia it, or something, right? I think right? so, yeah. yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm not so sure. I, 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 thought, I, I
1: thought it might have been something that had jumped species. The point is, is that no, they, no, they was... there were too many rabbits in an area and the Chinese thought it would be a great idea and they were contracted, I believe, by the Australians, but I can't remember for a fact, uh, to get rid of the rabbits because they were munching on the fields or whatever. And uh, so they created a virus and there's this virus called the China virus that... It's it's like, a, think of like the worst ulcerative virus you've ever had in your life. And it just, it, they bleed from the eyes out and it takes a, weeks for them to die from. And uh, that was one idea because I think you had heard from one of the hunters that they had found corpses that looked like they had suffered. Yeah, it's the this kind of really
0: their organs are failing and it's not weeks, they actually die within a couple of days, okay. but it takes also the um, infection time. It's a horrible, horrible um, disease and there is nothing you can do uh, for the pets. The pet, the domesticated rabbits. There actually mm. there is um, a vaccine against that, but yeah, for the wild rabbits, no one, you know, no one's going out to <laughs> vaccinate them. I'm actually, I was actually on a conference a couple months ago in in, in Germany from the hunting society, German hunting society, because they want to reestablish rabbits in uh, rural areas. Yeah, they're
1: bored now. Hmm? Because they're bored now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one aspect, but also most of them are really interested in a very healthy wildlife. It's not a, yeah, only course. about, you know, hunting um, animals, but also just having um, a, a, a working and functioning ecosystem back. Mm. And that's why they also want to reestablish rabbits as an ecosystem engineer, as we talked about this already. And so he established a population over a year. They were reproducing really well. And then he said, you know, one day he came out and they were all that. Um, dying from that horrible horrible disease and mm. although they were vaccinated, it didn't really help anything. It's just um, nothing natural for them I guess and that's that's the big big yep. uh, issue right here.
1: yeah and so uh, that being said, the, uh, the the one of the real sad truths is that the rabbits had all gathered in together in close quarters. they have given up a lot of their normal defenses. Uh, as I mentioned, with the flight initiation distance, yeah. meaning that they have the ability to uh, um, be uh, to, to be exposed to more diseases and to more bacterial threats and so on and so forth mm-hmm. because of the close quarters and and so on and so forth. And you have to also think, you know, at all those close quarters that they're um, within the city living beside one another, you have to also think mm-hmm. it's not just their garbage. There are, There's garbage from all the other species. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there are lots of raccoons and foxes, as you mentioned, uh, birds. It's uh,
0: actually also funny because that area was known to be a really bad drug area in, yeah. in Frankfurt. So whenever we went out for field work, I had to say my students, Whatever you do, wear gloves and yeah. don't just grab somewhere. Because you get the could, needles in your fingers. do could be an yeah, infected yeah. needle. And I mean, also with the rabbits. It was just like a <laughs> like a hot, hot spot of, of disease, Ill- disease and 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 filth. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was actually awful.
1: And, and so that's the real question that uh, is now needed to be asked is, did any of these rabbits escape? Yeah, their fate and, and or the, what had happened. And the question is, did they make it back out to the country? Did they reestablish their land? And if they did, do they know how to readapt? I don't. Mm. That's unfortunately not a study that has happened since then. Um, and it's uh, it, it's an interesting thing to know, because. I haven't heard of the rabbit population growing anywhere in the countryside. I still hear that it's dwindling because now as she mentioned with mm-hmm. the, the hunters, they're noticing it that they're all gone and they want yeah. to um them back, they want to bring them back. So they're going to Spain and trying to relocate and they're trying to take them and grow them in areas that are protected and then retransfer them over to other areas. And it's just it's it's a failing thing over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah, And it's a very difficult thing. That's just one species, right? And yeah. so now when you really look at and this is one of these weird uh, uh, topics, you know. I know a lot of people talk about uh, the, the, the difference between being a, an omnivore, a carnivore, and a, and a, and a herbivore, and or a vegetarian, as we call them. <laughs> and uh, the the truth of the matter is is that when you look out and you see the amount of destruction that is created by farming land, mm-hmm. really, you get to see the the, the 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 what's the word I'm looking for the um. Um, I can't think of the word right now, but you can you can you can really see that uh, the 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 people um, who are building these companies because obviously farmland over here they're not private farms as they used to be these are all big companies we only have like half a dozen grocery stores left in Germany and they all come from the same suppliers yep. and most of the stuff that they're farming is being shipped out somewhere else right UN incentives since the fifties right and so this is a this is a really important thing to look at is the way that we are now. Having our world designed. The average person, like you know, Madeline, myself, and 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 any of you guys out there. It's not really something that somebody would think to themselves that they have the power to affect change on this level. Because nowadays, if you take a farmland and you think that's a nice property to build a house, good fucking luck. You go to try and buy a piece of land and build on somewhere that's been deemed farmland in Germany, they'll tell you, no, absolutely not. Get the hell yep. out of here. They'll sue you. They'll they'll imprison you. They'll take you. Gone. And yep. this is a really important thing to understand is that uh, the entire landscape has been um, devastated for long periods of time i actually heard really nicely going back to our episode on taxation there was a guy from i can't remember his name i should have looked him up but anyway there's a one of my favorite documentaries called uh, the corporation is a psychopath from there's a canadian documentary from i think 2005. filmmaker from uh um, from uh, ontario i believe and uh, one of the people that he had interviewed was uh, a a dude from louisiana and he had said that um exploiting um natural resources is a form of taxation hmm. without representation mm-hmm. uh, essentially where we it's it's the people in the future who who now have to pay this right mortgaging our future yeah, mortg- yeah mortgaging our future is a form of taxation without representation mm-hmm. and it's it's a real real um Truth. I mean, when you look at it, it's yeah. not something that you can easily diverge from and walk away from. I see that specifically where we live, you know, we, we have all these new green governments and uh, the, the, the left governments are getting in a lot over here. And uh, they, they this is a big focus area on, you know, for them. I just think that unfortunately, the way that the greens and the lefts are looking at this is they're looking at it as humans evil. Go to the city. Hmm. Let us have the farmlands, and we're going to sell them to big countries and big co- and big um, uh, um, companies. And uh, we're going to manage all that. So, like I said, is that the ability? We we would love to move out onto the land more. Like we're pretty yep. much already in the country, but we want to find a plot of land, build a house that's not connected to any city line, have our own animals, and you know, that's it. Be well. It's really hard here. It's not, it's like, you know, coming from a a North American background, the the idea of living on the land that we know of as North Americans doesn't exist here. It's it's really, really different. So that was a bit of a rant. I think it needed to be said, and I think it's really important to understand that um, if you want to affect change, it's important to look at um, what is actually being done. And um, I think that a change that I want to affect more in my life is in my life, you know. I want to become more self-sufficient. Mm. We would like to, as I mentioned, live more self-sufficiently. We want to be able to have our own food. Yeah. I, I, I think that you know, I, I find it very, very, very difficult to believe that if every family and household had their own. Um, sheeps and and a yeah. um, sheep and and cattle and chickens and vegetables growing and they were trading with their neighbors in their little village. I find that very very fucking hard to believe that that is a more, as they mentioned today, carbon heavy footprint than what's going on now. Yeah. Because uh, where we living, the population of where we're living now is actually less than what it was in the DDR time. And in the DDR time you had families all over the place as she mentioned. All the villages were, you know, they were mm-hmm. they were thriving.
0: And also something um what comes from that if you start you know, building your own house, having your animals, producing your own food, you have that connection back to nature. We really go with the natural cycles, with the seasons, and you have to have all this knowledge about it. And That's right. There the connection a, to yeah, nature
1: and the world and reality is there. There's a different more. appreciation
0: towards your food that you grow yourself. And I think this mm. also it makes you happy and then you are less uh you don't need to consume so much anymore I would say because you you live a very happy life and, and, and you know, this is outside the, and that's <laughs> it and this
1: is the question of consumption yeah. you know when I go and visit your parents uh they, they they have a piece of forestry across the road that they can um take as many trees from like there are, there are a lot of trees they have to take because of the risk of forest fire because in Germany they ripped up all the good trees years ago to build ships and to build wine barrels and um and the and houses and all that stuff too back then, and the new trees that they've planted are just a form of cheap pine tree that grows really fast and yeah. takes a lot of the sand the 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 um, water from the ground and turns it into very sandy earth, and so the trees fall over and they they they, they get set fire because it's really dry and the, every time we get a, we have a drought or a, a lightning storm the forest just poof go up in flames, and um, it's actually really cool to see like I mentioned you know I go to Madeline's parents house and they have huge, huge stacks of wood because their entire house is a wood-burning furnace. Mm -hmm. They've converted the entire radiating system inside their house. The water that gets boiled is boiled um, in a wood heating furnace that's a very efficient, great furnace. And if they decide to go on vacation because they don't have the ability to feed <laughs> wood in there uh, once or twice a day, then they hit a valve and it switches over to gas and they can be like every other normal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, you know, going there and being able to just walk through the garden and pick apples and and um, zucchinis and uh, uh, pumpkins and yeah. and blueberries and all these other great yeah. things that are just constantly there <laughs> and a, a, a very cool German tradition, uh, I'll I'll find a picture for this next time, is people who have large gardens, as Madeline's parents do, they have little wagons in front of their house. And in the wagon, you'll find all these funky, you'll find like, you know, flowers for sale, vegetables, So all the stuff that's excess that they mm-hmm. don't want, that they're not going to be bothered with to uh, can or preserve or eat in that moment. They just put out front and mm-hmm. uh, b- people drive through the, the little villages and go grocery shopping door to door from all the personal gardens. Directly
0: right? from the garden, way cheaper than, you know, in a supermarket, you know, where it comes from and yeah, and that's how, uh, how I grew up. Um, my, my grandma and my grandpa, they did way more gardening than my mother does right now. Um, you know, we always had everything from the garden. I remember each time for dinner and lunch, I went out to pick the berries or get the salad or <laughs> get the, the herbs for our mm-hmm. uh, meal. And um, I really miss that. I really do. Although yep. we have a little bit of space in our garden, but also we're both so busy with our work that um, we kind of... Really miss the times. So put down the seed, you know. Get get the vegetables and stuff. We just have yep. a little little bit of uh, straw. Um, uh, what have we? Strawberries. Strawberries. Strawberries yeah. this year, but last year we had also cucumbers and. Um yeah.
1: Get back into that. Yeah. yeah. So um the last thing I wanted to talk about I wanted to actually end on a high note today. I think that uh, talking a lot of cack and uh <laughs> then talking about uh, you know my 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 feelings about uh, I guess uh the the modern version of agriculture and farming and so on and so forth. I'm I'm more of the opinion as I mentioned that if people want to become self-sufficient and they choose to become self-sufficient um there are still a lot of options out there and there are a lot of opportunities. And the more of us who choose to do this and follow this type of lifestyle, um, the more powerful that can become and hopefully try to even create an alternative to, to uh, having to go to the grocery store for every stupid yeah. little thing, All right. So anyway, um, that being said, I'm going to bring up my last little fun thing here. All right. So back onto the story of bathrooms and stuff like that. Oh, I can't move this over. All right, I'm going to have to get rid of my picture for a second, just so you guys can see this. Um, this is the IMM, which is the uh, Internationale Möbelmesse. And essentially what that is, is in Cologne, um, every year they have this great uh, um, conference, right? Or conference, sorry, convention. And uh, this is something that I've participated in a few times because my company and I've been subcontracted to go there and to get this going. So just so you, for you guys to see this, Um, these are I'm going to start over here Uh, this is specifically a a, a project that I did and for you guys to understand the real meaning (laughs) of waste (laughs) think of a conference center like a huge conference center and they did this in Cologne like I mentioned Um, they are building houses in the conference halls like you have many hangers uh, Mm. conference halls and they're the size of airports and they're building People are spending like um, half a million euros to have a spot inside the hall where they can build a house within a week or two in there. So that over that that long weekend, that three days that the conference is open, people can go in there and see a house and the stuff inside it being demoed. And then when the conference is over, they just tear it all down and most of the stuff gets thrown in the garbage. Just and because, and because a lot of this stuff is designed, like in Germany, design every year is different, right? And um, so that's the big thing is that like a lot of the people with their with their booths and and their convention um, quarters and all that stuff, they have to rebuild it every year depending on the slot, the the lot that they've been given, and so on and so forth. So, um, unbelievable amount of waste. So I was tasked to go to Cologne and um, make a bunch of shit work with one another to interface it. And as I mentioned we had a house. Um and in the house we had lights, we had blinds, we had outlets, we had media, we had TV, we had security, we had um touch panels in the walls, we had iPhones, we had Androids, we had to I had to work with representatives from Google um and uh and Amazon because we were going to we um tie in the Amazon Echo crap, and then we also tied in the Google stuff. Maddie ended up getting a nice uh, Google Pixel phone from this Mm -hmm. out of the deal. And then there's the the Siri thing that I tied in, plus a couple other companies that I know. So back then, it was like a big thing all of a sudden where everybody wanted to do um, voice communication. And uh, this kind of was actually one of the inspirations for the song at the beginning of the episode today, (laughs) because those... I I know, I, I didn't really do a good... The, in the beginning uh, next time you guys hear the intro I'll, I'll leave it on for the next couple and it might change it later but uh or maybe I'll play it again today the um the song itself it, it the, the there are there are glitches that tend to happen and it's been a long struggle I think for a lot of these voice automation systems uh, to, to 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 succeed. So you had like stories that I was hearing about and seeing and I've seen some quite some funny stuff myself, you know, the drunk Russian who can't get into his home because of the <laughs> voice uh, communication or his voice control doesn't work. Um, I saw this video of this kid saying, uh, play digga digga. And then all of a sudden, the 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 Amazon dot starts saying, "Oh, you want to watch a porno thing? Here we go, uh, big dildos and titties," and uh, <laughs> and the parents are running in there to get it to, be, to get to try and turn it off. And the uh, the funny thing to me is, after I heard that, I'm like, most people will think that that's actually a problem with Amazon. But I guarantee you Amazon <laughs> thinks that because it's looking at the history of the father or the mother, oh. most likely the father. I mean, I, I I can't believe that it would just randomly pick up porno in a regular household if it had never been done before. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just,
1: that's just my, <laughs> my personal feeling oh, no. of it because same thing with Siri. If you try to control your lights and you say, hey, Siri, turn on the kitchen lights and you have a contact on your phone that's called kitchen lights and appliances, it's going to say, oh, would you like me to call kitchen lights and appliances because the priority of calling someone will override your oh. your uh, what they call HomeKit connection to um, whatever it is that you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are all these funny, every system has their thing, right? Um, Amazon worked really well with German grammar. I found that Siri was very difficult that way. Like you had to learn how to talk to it in order to get it to work. And you had to do things like Siri, turn ceiling or ceiling lights 100%. You know, you had to, to formulate it a certain way, whereas with Amazon, you could talk to it a little bit more. And um, there's something really funny about all this. Uh, here are a couple pictures. Here, like uh, I'm, I'm like somewhere in the background there hiding, um, getting this all, all, all... I don't even know. I'm not even trying to look for myself. Getting this all ready. I think you can see the heads that are blurred out. Those are the people who aren't supposed to be in frame, so I might be one of them. And um, what had happened was, going back to toilets, um, there were really only of all of the stuff that we installed, there were only two things that stood the test of time throughout the fair that people really liked. And I say this because a lot of this stuff is kind of like it's fun for a couple of weeks and then Mm. it gets tiring, right? Mm. I've seen that many times people, they buy all of these niceties and in the end they use like 5% of it because you
0: don't need all of this. No, but
1: because they know that it's all out there, they Mm -hmm. want it all in the beginning. It's like buying all all of the amenities and not even knowing what they are. A good example Mm -hmm. is you you install this amazing um, media system that has all of these different things going on. And and the customer, you find out all he wants to really do is watch one channel every day for an hour and go to bed. Mm -hmm. And so you think, well, why did he spend all that money if he's not even using 95% or plus of the rest of the system? Maybe because
0: he can. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: And that's, that is human nature right yeah. there because we can.
0: But go back to the toilet. I really want to know. The toilet uh, thing <laughs> is now
1: um, there are two apps brought to us uh, in the Amazon world uh, or apps, third-party add-ons. One of them is called Poops Generator. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in the intro of the song, right? Uh, Poops Generator uh, here, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to find it. Uh, Poops generator is essentially fart generator. Uh, maybe it exists in the English world. I don't know, but I'm saying um, it's. I, I think that as much as you put all the technology on top of people, Europeans are still very much into the toilet stuff. Like as far as their humor is concerned, it's toilet talk. It's it's just it's the I, I would say that they're not nearly as up to date with like, it, it, the English are pretty good. The English they're really into like subtext and all that. Now the Germans are still into dick jokes and ass and farts. Like that's 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 as far as their humor goes to a degree.
0: Maybe that's why I, you know did so well with my science slam on the rabbit shit.
1: There you go. Yeah, <laughs> very big success in this place. That's for yeah. sure. Um, and and so the the funny thing about all that now is that. If you talk to Siri and you say, uh, or Siri, sorry, um, Amazon and you say, Alexa, poops generator, it starts farting and flatulating, and and it has very different types, and it, it comments on it every single time. This was going on the entire fair, right? Like like you couldn't you couldn't uh, take a 10 minute break without hearing Al- Alexa flatulate because it was the f- it was the one thing that everybody really enjoyed. <laughs> You had all of the great stuff happening, but Alexa shitting her pants was the one that everybody <laughs> really, really liked. Hold on. We got a comment here. Can you read that? You're closer.
0: Uh, I love when my Google Home listens when I'm not talking to it. Makes it what, makes me feel less alone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it calls the police on me. <laughs> I never called the police on me, but it will randomly give me input in conversations I'm having with people when we're in the same room as my Google Home.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of
0: like a own own living entity.
1: Well, the thing is, is that like um, when you have certain companies, um, uh, like I believe Alexa. If I'm not mistaken, if it's still like this, when, and it was a big problem with Germany for a while because of security, um, specifically if you're putting one in your business, mm. uh, and, and some of the TVs, the smart TVs, you have to go in there. And the default setting of a lot of these TVs were that they were recording everything, and in order to decode the information, it had to be sent to a, a, a mainframe computer through a U.S. system. Right? Whether that mainframe computer was on you in your on US soil or on an island somewhere didn't matter. It meant that it was all being recorded and 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 processed somewhere, right? and um that was a, that was a big thing so now actually in the new mac updates it it, it automatically shuts that off and you can go in there for example your text to speech and so on and so forth there'll be a check mark on there that says like advanced text to speech or something that says if you don't want to use this then when you're online all of your data is going to go through the main server and back mm-hmm. which means that it's listening to you the whole time the same thing like for it to know really? that you're saying hey alexa alexa has to be listening to you mm. all the time In the past, uh, there were certain settings that made that uh, recording always live. And uh, with Google, I think that's one of those things where it's always listening to you. And this is why it tends to jump in sometimes. I'm sure that they've, at least I know here in Europe, they've had to turn a lot of their functionalities off and people have to go out of their way to now turn it on, which, it is kind of annoying for the people who want the smart home uh, experience. They want to be able to control their Philips hues and all that stuff. Um, and that was a big thing, too, at the at the fair. Um, we we had all the Philips Hue lights. We had, um, yeah, like everything they wanted to test and demo and all that stuff it was there. And um, here, I'll go back over.
0: You have to explain to me again why uh, the whole Poops Generator. Is it because when you're on the toilet, no one can hear you? And no, it's like it's,
1: it, I'll have to show it. To you. I'll, I'll show you know. I, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I'll show you in a second. This is one of the. This is actually one of the things that I did. I know you guys can't see it too well on the big screen over there. Um, there we go. Uh, this is actually the interface that I had done over there, um, where what it's doing is that you have different camera systems. Uh, you have the uh, the door that has the ability. Um, to be unlocked from the inside so I can push a button from from afar meaning that like if a cleaning lady shows up or guests show up and you're not at home you can unlock the door and disarm the Mm. security system and uh, have a camera immediately start recording and all that stuff play music and all that it's yeah, it was it was, a, it was a strenuous couple of days to get all of that at once because I show up there with just a truck full of crap and I'm talking to all the distributors and they're like, yeah, we want this. We want that. And maybe we could do it like this. Nothing was planned. You know, just like <laughs> trying to just get it all done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite ones was actually, and I must say this was uh, probably one of the better uses of the smart home, I must say, is we had a whiskey cabinet behind a painting. Hmm. that was controlled by voice command. So that's could, cool. Yeah, so you could then say, hey, uh, you know, uh, whiskey time. And then the the, <laughs> the the painting would come up and you'd have your whiskey there and, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah, so that's there, cool. So there, there are fun things you can do. It's the question, it's the, t- like, honestly, I would never put something like that in my house because I just, uh, I have no problem walking and bending over and grabbing a whiskey from my cabinet. But it mm-hmm. is fun, right?
0: Yeah, little playthings, right?
1: Little playthings. But I
0: still don't get the generato.
1: The generator. Yeah. All right, here. Um, I'm going to open it up right now. And what I'm going to do is actually open up the uh, music session that I had used to create the, uh, the song that we had heard today, listening uh, in the beginning, our introduction. There mm-hmm. we go. Wonder if this computer is going to die? Nah, it's looking good. So here, this is a nice long day today. I think we decided to do an hour and a half. Uh, Sundays are a little easier to hang out and do it mm-hmm. a little bit longer because we don't have to do anything. Well, actually, Monday we have shit to do, but eh, I'm I'm I'm, in- <laughs> I'm injured, so I don't right now.
0: Well, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Oh no! But actually, I worked just the last couple two days, so maybe I'll just you know. Yeah, you just got back. I just switched that.
1: There you go. So this is turning on. I'm going to wait for it for a second. And uh,
0: But so why so is an
1: is an add-on that you add into. Oh well, we got more more stuff coming. That you that you <clears throat> uh, you could read that well, let me explain it. Puskay Generato is something that you add on to Alexa just for fun. So you can ask Alexa to do funny things because it sounds funny. That's the end of it. And there's another app where that that, that makes Alexa swear in German. So you could say, Alexa, swear at me, and she'll start just, you know, dissing you. <laughs> and that's it. And 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 I heard in the beginning, I don't know if it's still the case, but in Germany, Poops can was the was the largest downloaded app in Germany when the Alexa thing came out. I don't get it. I don't know if it still is, but uh, that was just def- imagine
0: one thing when you're on a toilet and you don't want to hear anyone while you're on no, the toilet. No, it has nothing
1: to do with the toilet. Forget about the toilet. I'm talking about the house. It's in the house. But why? Yeah, just because. <laughs> that's that's why. Oh, All right. God. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to solo this. Okay. Uh, so everybody, this is the this is Ableton Live. I used this to make um, the the song. Uh, can you hold? I can't use two hands here. Can you hold that button? Which the, one? The command button. Yes. There we go. There, there, there we go. And that one. And that one. All righty. So you can let go of that now. Okay. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, here we go. Oh, I don't have the audio going through over today. Or do I? I so. No, I don't. Maybe I can do this now. If not, then this is going to happen next time. It's not going to be a thing today. Yeah, um. No, 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 no. No, it's HDMI. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> I can do it. I can do all of this it's right now. Too much uh, cable stuff no, here. Oh, no, I just it's too oh, much okay. doing shit with my left hand and ah, there he goes. All right, give it a second. Oops, there we go. That's working. Um, yeah. And then we're gonna go here. Okay.
0: This, do this. I need to bridge that here? No, or? no, 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 no. We're no. <laughs> good. We're good.
1: We're good. Okay. I just gotta get in there. Where the hell is that thing? Oh, no. Oh, it's doing that thing. All right. Hold on a second. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what we're gonna do. This is gonna get ripped out. There we go. It's nice and laggy. There we go. End of the day stuff. So, what did uh, film of the film Nader say?
0: You have to put it. Yeah, no, put it back. So that uh, Androids or Apple? No, no, no. Whether which phone knows Harry Potter commands like "Hey Google" or "Hey Siri, Lumo, <laughs> which turns on your flashlight, Nox, which turns it off again, and "Arceo," which opens an app. So now we can all be wizards.
1: There we go. Yeah. You can all be wizards. You can all be wizards. All right. Uh, like I said, we were having technical difficulties with the HDMI channel thing right now. And for that reason, it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get the sound out. But uh, here, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the microphone and go old school. <laughs> yeah. Alexa, oops, Yeah, I have, to, I have to go up to the Mir speaker. Se- Alexa, oops, Mir selbst ist das unangenehm. Darum starte ich den Generator. Sehr schön. Danke. There you go. Did that uh, oh. did that answer your question? Danke. I don't get it. I mean, so you don't, don't get it. Alright. No. Well, here's the other one. Um, if you go to uh, here, check this out. Alexa, give the lights to 50%. After that, talk dirty to me. Schimpf mal auf Deutsch. Dein Wunsch ist mir Befehl. There you go. These two things. So what what happened was is uh, he, the 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 thing that I programmed. It said uh, Alexa talk dirty to me. Um, swear at me. And uh and then she starts just going on a little tangent. Uh, she called uh, him a uh, uh It doesn't
0: make any sense actually. Like a, It makes
1: tons of sense. It's awesome.
0: Like a berry fruit or something. Yeah, she called him a
1: berry fruit at the end. But the, the she called him uh, a type of uh, um she said you're you're creamy and weird like uh like grits uh and you're also very <laughs> sausage like you know, like weird things like that, but in Germany for some reason that makes sense and is funny. Hmm. So, um these Anything. these things. Here, I'm going to go back over to here the entire time. And I, I kid you not, you know, like it, it got to a point where I just remember the salesman going, stop with the poops generator because they're trying to show customers something and there's some technician because the whole house is next. Right. And this is, again, one of these funny things is that we actually had done it in a way that anytime Alexa or Siri responded to something, it was played in, 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 the, in the speakers all throughout the entire house. Right and uh so if someone if we were like working in the in in the in the bedroom and we said uh, alexa poops generator you'd hear it in the kitchen and so (laughs) it just it became a thing to a point where they actually had to try and make rules to ask all the people to not use the poops generator during certain high points (laughs) and uh, to ask uh, alexa not to uh, swear at them also during high hours and stuff like that to only do it afterwards no way so let's see. We, we we also got some questions coming in yeah. on Telegram. So this wow. is now an important thing to talk about before we take off for the day. We are. We're everywhere where, where you can see here now. Oh, yeah. Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, Telegram. What I've done with Telegram is we have Smart Home Stupid People Telegram Channel. Find it, join. And uh, then you'll also see that we have smart home stupid chat. When you're in, <laughs> I know right? it's good. Uh, when you're in the te- in the Telegram smart home stupid people channel, you can. Um, See every you can you can write messages in smart home stupid chat and everything that I post in the channel will also be forwarded to there meaning that you can watch the show live and chat to me because I'll be monitoring with Madeline the smart home stupid chat and uh, (laughs) and so
0: really had to go the whole way down
1: right (laughs) exactly so Jacob just said uh, I disabled all sensors so my mobile doesn't record anything hopefully not want to be talking to Alexa anymore. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's one of these things, you you get an Android phone and you have no idea what it's doing in the background until you actually start learning about it and you start turning all that stuff off. Right? You're wondering why your, uh, your battery's dying so quickly, and a lot of that could have to do with the fact that it's constantly recording you. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it is a bit creepy, yeah. right? It was the same thing, actually, with the, um, with the Samsung TVs. When they first came out, I believe it was Samsung, who originally had the, the hand shapes and all that stuff where you can say, turn on TV by doing this and stuff like that. The problem with that was that the camera had to be on all the time recording motion in the room, which means it was recording mm. video mm. all the time. And uh, then I, I heard of some hackers being able to hack into that and actually see that video feed from across the street because a lot of this stuff Oops. was just exactly, it was on like a, a just regular port 80 and everybody can just jump in or 443 and just start mm. actually playing with it, right? And um what Samsung ended up doing is that with the next generation TVs, they now have buttons where the, where you can push them in and out if you want them. And uh, I've seen other ones that are motorized now that once the TV is on, you could use it. But when it's in off position, um, mm-hmm. you have to go out of your way to push the button so that it's actually looking at you and the camera's on all the time. How far we've come. Freaky. It is freaky. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, people like this, but I think that people are bored. I think people are bored because they're not, uh, you know, maybe they don't have gardens and shit anymore. I don't know. Um, so there we go. Listen on Podbean. Uh, today, we have uploaded the first five episodes, the first five podcasts, and they will be available shortly in every major podcast distributor. So you could find us everywhere now and listen to the audio version of this show. The uh, ability to actually listen to us live in audio format, we're going to start doing next week. And that will also be through Podbean. So if you download the Podbean app, you'll be able to listen live and uh also call in I'm, I'm i'm working on that i'm also mm. even thinking about integrating telegram into the system so that i can actually call you guys via telegram and uh, po- and you can post um or, you know post questions yeah. but you could also uh chat with us live in audio form we're going to so keep the video
0: a smart chat smart people yeah smart <laughs>
1: smart home stupid chat and video conferencing <laughs> so there we go i think that's that's wow. that for that we 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 did a lot today check it out we were live for it's an hour and a half. That's all right. Um, there you go. Toilet talk. I had more other, I had more stuff that I was gonna talk about, but uh it's an hour and a half now. Yeah, I think. You know, think maybe we'll we, for maybe today. we could bring it into the next episode. Well, we got more stuff coming on. What's she what's she talking about? <laughs> here. So the, that was the wizard comment there. There we go. I'm bored. I don't have a garden. Makes sense now. Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it all makes, makes sense now. Perfect. Yeah, I think I think that's the case. Uh, you know. Uh, you can yeah.
0: start with you know already maybe having little rabbits in your garden, observing yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but be
1: felt, be be forewarned that they dig burrows and they'll they'll go under your fences. Yep. True. You know if you try to if you try to cage them in, it's just uh, no no no. It doesn't work well. Doesn't work. Anyway, so this was another fun episode of yep. Smart Home Stupid People. Yes. Did you have fun today?
0: Absolutely. I always I love talking about rabbit shit.
1: Exactly. <laughs> if you guys have any more questions, have any more comments or anything that you would like us to address today, now is your last chance. Yep. Um, until next time. We'll be live Wednesday again at 8 p.m. Central, East, Central European time. I got to work on that. And uh, we're always live Sundays as well at this time, which was 6 p.m. Yep. Central European time. Have yourselves a lovely rest of the weekend. See you next week. Yep. Nothing else coming in the chat. Be good. Be good. All right, everybody. Take well. Bye bye. Keep, or take care. Keep well. <laughs> Until next time. We're tired. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye.